know what? Every team is a different culture where there's, there's culture shock when you come onto a team, right? And there's also the ability for leaders to design the culture that they want. They don't, you know, culture is either going to happen to you or you're going to architecturally design and, and engineer the culture around you. Welcome to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Raines. Do you wish your employees were more engaged? Do you want your people to look forward to going to work? Join us as we discover ways to define, measure, and grow your culture. We'll also discover pitfalls to help you avoid common mistakes. We want to help you intentionally build a culture that fits you. Dr. J, I am so excited to get to be here with you on this episode of Build Your Culture Brand. Uh, my name is Beth Medley, and um, I have had the pleasure of getting to know you over the past year, um, and it has just been such a fun process. Thank you, Beth. This is so fun getting together and talking about leadership, and so we're excited to introduce this new podcast. Thanks for joining me on this first show. Yeah, I can't wait to get to interview you. Um, so. I want, I, I first met you um, at an entrepreneurial networking um, meetup in our area locally. And it was so fun to just get to sit with you. And it was obvious that you had a passion for um, development and leadership and um, really helping people. And so you told me a little bit about your business, Leaders Q. And as I got to know you and watch you work, um, it was all of those things just became glaringly obvious that they were true. Like from the beginning, I knew that that was you. So tell me a little bit about what you do in your business. So Leaders Q is a little over five years old, started in 2017. We, we have a team of right now about eight coaches. We serve clients all across the nation. And typically what we'll do is work with the business owner and any levels of leaders near him, him or her. So Maybe they have uh, some executive leaders or some some mid-level leaders that we work with. And we we coach them. We primarily do coaching. Coaching is about highlighting them as experts and you know they know their role better than better than we do. And so coaching is about coming alongside them and drawing out their best, uh, helping them maybe maybe they're faced with a difficult decision. So helping them sort through, well, what what are the factors involved in this decision? Or maybe help them sort through a, an interpersonal relationship on the team. All, all those are coaching topics that come up often. So we, we do individual coaching. And then a lot of times we'll also do monthly group coaching with that team. So maybe four people are on the team. We coach them individually. Uh, they have a team and I assign a team of coaches to their team. I feel like they're giving me a team. I, I should have a team that's operating in tandem with them. And so we, we build a team of coaches for them. They do individual coaching. They do group coaching, usually monthly. Um, and then one of us meets with either the CEO or the, or the, the owner operator, if it's franchise, and we work with them at a different level about maybe, maybe even life planning, maybe uh, where's this business going over the next 10 years. Typically that's a, a bigger view and uh, a lot more involved type coaching. That makes a lot of sense to me. So tell me a little bit about Leaders Q, the name, where did that come from? It's a funny name, isn't it? So Leaders Q, 
Yeah, I honestly, Beth, the what 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 it came down to, I just didn't want a forty-seven letter dot com, right? So I wanted something very descriptive that said something about leaders. And 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 as I searched around, it's really struggle with this. I mean, I I don't know. I, I searched a lot of, of domain names. One night it just hit me. What about what about a letter Q that could mean so many different amazing things for leaders? And so it was available. I bought it. And what what I've come to understand is it it actually means a lot more than I realized in the first place. I was thinking a Q. Me reminds me of the word, the British term of a queue that's like a line of people. And so what if you could have in your business a line of leaders? Wouldn't that be great? And so that's, that's one of the things we're wanting to help you do is build your bench of leadership. But also thought about, you know, I'm not I, I haven't been in a lot of plays, you know, maybe some kind of small plays, you know, whatever. But I learned that the CUE version of Q is a cue that you get in a play. Like, I have a line I need to say. I need to know when to say it. The door slams. That's my cue to say my line. And so leaders are looking for cues. I think that's why they read books and they talk to people. They're they're trying to figure out in certain environments, when things happen, what should be my response? And so part of leadership is knowing your cue and knowing when to do the next thing. Um, but it can also mean quality and asking great questions. The other day, though, a new one came up, Beth, and I wish I had a thought of this, but one of my clients said, hey, what about, why isn't leaders cue about uh, being emotionally intelligent as a leader? Like EQ is a term. What? A, why can't leaders cue be like leadership quotient? Like I'm growing as a leader. And so there's just that whole idea. And I, I thought, man, I wish I'd have thought of that, but thank you. I'll I'll use it, but I wish I'd have thought of it. I love how our clients really are sometimes the people that we learn the most. They're from. insightful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Pretty much everything we do are things that we've learned with our clients when they're facing challenges. We, we realize, oh wow, there's an answer here. There's a tool, and other people probably could use this. And so, as as we introduce tools to our clients, I, I'm quick to say. This came out of a coaching conversation. This idea emerged out of a, a challenge that someone was facing. And, and then this has developed over the years into this very robust tool that began as a kind of a pen on paper in a moleskin journal idea a few years ago. Well, I love that you're taking that idea now and you're bringing it out into the public where everybody else gets to see what your clients have to say. Um, and hear from them and learn from them just like you have. I think it's so um, generous, really, that that we get to kind of be on the inside of that. So you mentioned culture and ownership. Could you unpack that a little bit more and just let us know what that means? When when I look at an organization, I you know think of it like um, there's levels in your organization and. People are wanting to progress through the organization. Maybe they come in at a, at a lower level and they're wanting to grow, right? They're wanting to up their leadership game. So think of that as a linear uh, set of steps. You know, step one, I'm here. Step two, I'm here. Step three, I'm here. And people want to move through an organization and grow. Typically, the way we move someone from, say, 
a manager position to say a vice president position, typically what we'll do is we'll look at their skills. We'll look at how long they've been with us. You know, th those are kind of the, in the industry, in, in different industries, that's, those are the kinds of things we look at. And so, well, they've been here for a while there. It's time to give them a raise. What could be the next level we give them? And so we move them forward. But there, there are some problems with that. And, and every industry, I think, faces problems with that because oftentimes we promote them beyond their ability to handle the new situation they've been given. They, they were really good at the job they had. So now they're being made supervisor of all the people that do that job. And now they have to have a new skill set. So I want you to think about that line like a ladder. Okay. One side of a ladder, take that line and, and match it to the right side of a ladder. And people are trying to climb the ladder. Now I want you to realize that there's another side of the ladder. And that is what we would call emotional intelligence and behavior, their attitude about their job, how they show up, uh, their perception of hitting results or their way to work, work with a team. And they're kind of that cultural, emotional intelligence, the behavior that, that I bring. I find that people exit the company more because of the left side of the ladder than the right side of the ladder. And so let's put culture on the left side and let's put ownership on the right side. That skills, execution, and ownership on the right. So these two have to work together. So we've developed some tools to help on both sides of the ladder. How do we measure culture? Like, what's the culture that we want to have? If we could design the culture that we want, how would we design that? And what would it look like? And so we've developed some tools that we call culture brand to help people put some terminology, build some language for their company around that so that everyone knows how to show up and how you're maybe how you're missing in a couple of those areas. And then we, we look at the right side of the ladder and we ask, okay, if you're moving through this organization, how do you have ownership at every level? And so we call that every level ownership. So kind of matching those parts of the ladder together, helping people grow through the business, but also giving confidence to the owner or the CEO and the, the leadership team that the vision that they've cast, the mission that they have, is being cascaded down through the organization in a very clear way and everyone's moving in the same direction. That makes so much sense to me, just this forward motion altogether. Um, it sounds like very unifying. You mentioned culture brand, and I can't wait for the world to really be exposed to what you guys have been cooking up in your Leaders Q Lab. It's been amazing. So I want you to tell me a little bit about Build Your Culture Brand, the podcast. Why a podcast and why now? Well, why? thank you. Great question because I think we thought about a podcast for a while. The problem was figuring out who is the audience. And that's one of the big challenges of, of doing really doing anything. Who's your audience? What I came to realize this last year is here we are working with teams all across the U.S., some, sometimes even around the world, and they're amazing people. There's a, these incredible leaders doing awesome things around the world. And we get to know them, but our, our clients don't get to know each other. So our, our thought was, wouldn't it be great if 
our clients could hear from our other clients and get to know more of their story. And what better place to do that in a podcast where you can kind of interview style, listen to a leader who's, who's faced a challenge or who's had a victory and just hear their story and hear the incredible things that are going on in their life. And so our, our audience is primarily to our clients. We, we want to serve them, but we know that other people are probably going to want to listen and hear. Maybe they're curious about that industry or they're curious about um, a leader you know, that, that they resonate with. And so we want to, we'll put it out to the public and anybody else that wants to listen in. Sure. That that's great too. And maybe it would even lead to other interviews that would, that would help our clients. So we want to serve our clients. We, we primarily serve um, owners of companies kind of in that, you know, uh, $6 million to $30 million range. That That's our primary client base, but we have a client's one in that we've had in the $300 million range, you know, so there's, there are different client levels. I get it, but really leadership is transferable, isn't it? It, it could be a volunteer organization that needs to hear some of these leadership principles, or it, it, you know, you could even apply some of these principles probably to family life. And so we're looking at teaming, we're looking at culture and, and how to grow better as leaders. Well, I know I, for one, am so excited to listen to the guests that you have lined up for this podcast. They are incredible and they have incredible things to share. And I know that I will be benefiting from them as a mom and as a business owner and a leader myself. I just cannot wait. These people that we're bringing on the podcast, a lot of them are, are my friends or people that I've come to know and I just love their story. And I think other people ought to hear their stories. So I'm looking forward to introducing you to some of my friends and for you to get to, to hear their story and hear about the amazing things that have happened in their lives. So actually, Beth, I know I've talked to you a little bit about this. Some Something some people don't know about us is our, our family actually lived overseas uh, in India for seven years. And we we took our family over there. We learned uh, so much about different cultures. And, and I realized that's, that's an international culture idea. But now that I'm working in the business world, some of those uh, sensibilities or sensitivities have kind of come into the business world to help me understand that, you know what, every team is a different culture where there's, there's culture shock when you come onto a team, right? And there's also the ability for leaders to design the culture that they want. They don't, you know, culture is either going to happen to you or you're going to architecturally design and, and engineer the culture around you. And so I feel like leadership, one of the responsibilities of leaders is to lead culture. So wouldn't it be great to be able to very simply describe the kind of culture you want? And that that's what we do. We, one of the things that I love to do is go into a team very early on in our relationship, help them be able to get their culture so simple that they could write it on a on on a on a post-it note that it is just three words that describe everything about their culture. But it's also deep enough that it covers all the depth of what a leader should be measuring in an organization. And so I have a, a specific thing I'm looking for to guide them, but at the end I want it customized 
uniquely to that organization. So each company has a, their own and and they get to be very unique about it and it kind of shows their own DNA. But we call it their culture brand because it's branded to them, branded to their culture. What an incredible tool. How can you use culture brand as a tool in your business? Culture sometimes is something we talk a lot about, but nobody really knows what it is or how to make it happen. Right. Thanks. Uh, great question, because I, I think sometimes, you know, we, we go into a business or we're working in a business and we see those things on the wall. They call them core values. You know, the, those things you've seen. This is kind of a way to we're not going to get rid of those necessarily, but it's more like taking those and making them actionable. How do we measure the behavior around our values? And so there are several different applications to the culture brand. One of those is to to use it in a, as a coaching tool on your team to say, hey, hey, here's kind of where I'm strong and weak as your owner of the business or as a vice president or whatever role I'm in. I'm your supervisor. Here's where I'm not. I'm strong here. I'm kind of weak there. Where do you feel like you're strong? Where are you weak? And so it opens up a, a door for you to have a, a human conversation about, hey, we're growing. I want to help you. I, I need you to help me. So it, it can be an encouraging conversation. It kind of lowers that barrier of a defensiveness. You know, it's not an attack. And so, so that's a, a good use. Another one is we've, we've actually seen some of our companies take this and design their entire leadership development program around these three pillars or these three uh, parts of their culture brand. And any course they offer fits under it. And so they're able to measure and say, you know what? We've spent a lot of time working on teaming. We really need to help our team work on getting more results. And so they see a gap or another use would be on hiring. Let's go after the people that fit our culture. We know what our culture is. We know who we are. We're able to measure if, if you're a fit, maybe you're a great person, but you're not a fit for our company. Well, let's fish that out in the interview process by making sure we're asking the right questions in all three of these categories to see, okay, so you have a gap there. Do we think they have a gap that's not, that they cannot overcome or that we think they can overcome? Let's get them on the team. We'll skill them up in that area. But if they don't have the aptitude, then they're probably not a fit for us, for our culture. So th there's other uses, but those are three that I would mention. That sounds like such an incredible tool, just invaluable to be able to have that to measure. Even as you're hiring, I wouldn't have thought about that. Hiring based on your culture. So I have heard that you have some incredible guests lined up. I know they're personal friends of yours. Tell me a little bit about what you are hoping to share with your audience in having these guests on your show. Well, Beth, let me just say up front, none of us on the show are going to be, we're not perfect, right? We're all on this learning journey. And so I'm, I'm inviting guests that are, are on the learning journey too, but, but have learned a couple of things that I think that they could share, you know, they faced a challenge and, and we were going to talk about how they overcome, overcame it. Um, they've had some successes. We're going to talk about where the, the ways they got there, but I, I'm hoping that the, our, our listener will be able to see how these are culture leaders in their environment, how they have shaped the culture that they're guiding, how they uh, maybe 
how they've learned to hold people accountable when they, they struggle with holding people accountable, or they've learned to um, cast vision when vision casting was very difficult or all of those things. We're going to walk through and learn a little bit more about each of them on their leadership journey as culture leaders. So thank you so much for sharing today and um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Visit our website at buildyourculturebrand.com for our free culture brand assessment. See you next time.